When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. All right, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with co-host Stephen Word. Um, I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the WordPress community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and as always, you can download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. I'm actually really excited about the episode we have today. We're going to be interviewing ModeFX's own Cody Landefeld. Cody, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me. And Cody, I think you know our co-host here, Stephen Word. Stephen, say hello. Hey guys, how are you doing? Awesome. Well, um, in today's episode, we're going to be sharing tips about design trends for e-commerce that help you engage users, show off your drive revenue. Cody's a massive figure in the WordPress ecosystem, particularly in e-commerce, and we have a lot of really interesting things to discuss with him. Um, But before we do that, I wanted to jump into some community news today. Uh, For those of you that have been paying attention, there's been a lot of controversy in the WordPress world um, relative to the JavaScript framework, essentially, that a lot of WordPress has been based on. Um, Stephen, how long ago was it that WordPress integrated React into the core, uh, into WordPress core? I know two years ago, Matt got on stage uh, during his State of the Word address and said, learn JavaScript deeply. Um, but when, when was React like officially adopted into WordPress core? Yeah, um, so it was a little while after that. <clears throat> I would say probably in the last like 12 to 14 months or so, the, the first time that we really, <clears throat> excuse me, saw being used at a large scale was with a, a side project Automatic has called Calypso. Um, and then that was kind of a proof of concept. And since then, it's been working its way into core uh, with the biggest, most notable effort being put into the Gutenberg project, uh, which is scheduled for the 5.0 release as of right now. So for non-developers, the reason why this is important, of course, is because uh, developers in WordPress core and building tools for WordPress 
are using the React JavaScript framework to build those tools. And the controversy that uh, kind of evolved over the last few weeks was this notion of the license that Facebook had given or uh, used for that open source project. And in that license, and I'm going to paraphrase here, certainly not a lawyer, but in the license, it basically said that if you sued Facebook, you could no longer um, use the license for React. And so Matt um, Mullenweg had basically said, well, look, I really don't want this uh, framework in WordPress because I'm forcing essentially 28% of the web to accept this clause. And he really took this very bold step to say, we're going to pull uh, React out of WordPress and really redo a lot of the things we've done. And of course, that had a big impact to the community, people building in core and people building around core. And uh, Facebook had an interesting update this week. They actually backed off of that and are now going with the MIT license. And I don't know all the particulars, um, but the gist, I believe, is that, you know, the Sue Facebook no longer have the license clause is not there. Stephen, what do you think? Like, is, is this mean React's going to stay in core? Um, what has Matt commented on this? What do you think the future of React is with core now that Facebook has made this move? It's a pretty interesting one. So um, that initial announcement that React would not be used with Core uh, only occurred back about mid-September, I think 14th, 15th, somewhere in there. Um, the stance that they took was actually taken uh, previously by Adobe. Um, so, you know, you have some pretty big entities here um, that were like basically, you know, encouraging Facebook to remove this. Um, so now that they've done that, that just happened this Friday, um, React version 16 will have a normal MIT license, no patent clause. Um, but at this time, the WordPress project has still not said that they will stick with React. I think that's probably a very likely course of reaction or course of action because so much work has already been invested into it. But uh, it's still noncommittal at this point. If I was a betting man, I'd say we'll see it again. But hard to say. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch this brinksmanship play out with such huge uh, chunks of the web. And it's kind of funny to think just how little people pay attention to these kind of things and the kind of uh, impact that um, these licenses can have on the ecosystem. So in any case, um, just a little news from the community. I guess we'll kind of wait and see how uh, the WordPress core team and Madden specifically reacts to Facebook's changes to React, lots of React words there, um, and see how that evolves. We'll be bringing more uh, about that here on Press This. Okay, so we've cut in enough to Cody's interview. Really want to dig in now and learn about design and e-commerce and WooCommerce and things you can do to increase engagement and revenue. And Cody, you are definitely the man when it comes to this. Um, could you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with WordPress and a little bit about um, what you focus on now. Yeah. Uh, so way back in the day, maybe say 2006, 2007, uh, I had been freelancing for about five or six years by then and gotten to the point where we were building a CMS from the ground up and kind of repurposing it. And all different types of sites lent, you know, just longer time and whatnot. Anyway, I, I found a network of friends who were starting to use WordPress as a full-fledged content management system. And I was like, wouldn't it be great to just take WordPress and start to use it on all the sites? And we did. So never looked back from 2006 to now. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my story. And you know, we, we still maintain that it's a great content management system after using so many of them. And um, 
that's what uh, we continue to use to this day. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about WordPress in the way. Of course, it has this reputation being a blogging platform, but really with custom fields and custom post types, you really have the flexibility to use it as a true CMS. That's an interesting origin story. Now, today, though, with ModeEffect, this is your agency, and you guys are focused a lot on WooCommerce and e-commerce. Is that like exclusively where you focus? And then why did you decide to focus in that area, if, if that's true? Good question. So we won't turn away work that's appealing to us on on any level, really. Um, we, we still have fun projects that aren't directly related to WooCommerce or e-commerce. But yeah, I mean, to answer the question, we really found a specialty in working on high-performance, mission-critical WordPress sites. And a lot of times, they really just needed to be built to scale. And we were focusing on a lot of integration, a lot of just just really tricky functionality things that needed to be built from the ground up. And so as time progressed, we got opportunities to work with WooCommerce here and there and really just saw an opportunity to say, okay, so here is where we can find a common problem to solve that a lot of WooCommerce store owners have with performance and take our skill set and lend it nicely to that market. And so about two years ago, we started to really... Uh, put out just just a message about you know how we're working on WooCommerce and we have expertise in high performance and whatnot. So um, that's really been you know our thought and and we've you know it's it's been great because we've been able to meet so many store owners that have these common challenges because you know good the good and bad of it is WooCommerce you have to control your own destiny when you're maintaining your platform like this. So it's interesting, you know, a lot of uh, freelancers and people that work within agencies listen, um, and of course are in the community. What do you think the impact on your business was for focusing um, in that niche area, right? I mean, a lot of people, their vertical is cash. Whoever will pay me money, I'll build a thing. Um, what sort of impacts did it have to your agency or freelance business? I mean, I know you're not exclusively focused on it, but having that as a main focus. Yeah, so it won't. I won't uh, shy away from the answer that it's scary to just potentially exclude all other opportunities that will give you money. But I really think it's important for a smaller agency or, or an agency to really pick and choose who you serve best. And a look around the landscape as we've been in the WordPress consulting space for, I mean, going back to 2006, 2007, you know, it's it's getting it's getting a lot more challenging to just be a, a generic WordPress site designer or developer because for the, for the site owner, it's really, there's so many options out there. You can go to all of, you can go to Fiverr. You can go to all these different places and just find somebody who can slap together a WordPress site. And if you're savvy enough, you can take what's been built and kind of bring it on from there. But for us, we really felt the need to say, okay, who are we valuable to? You know, who who are we really looking to give the most value to? And and where can we plant a flag and be the go-to problem-solving agency for a particular client and vertical? And that's why we chose to work on e-commerce because you know we have the skill set and uh, e-commerce just has a massive boon of growth place to focus. So, you know, obviously one, you mentioned that one of your focuses was scale. And, you know, I think for e-commerce, you can translate lots and lots of sales, 
right? And getting people to visit your site, um, be compelled by what you say, and pull out their credit card and buy something, that's really, really hard. And, you know, as I think about you focusing on scale, it's not just the scale of the platform or scale of the site, but also the ability to create scale in the sense of people buying stuff. Um, so I want to kind of dive in and talk to you about your experiences and recommendations on, you know, how design influences that. And before we talk about what you should do, I'm really curious about what you shouldn't do. Um, you know, it's really interesting. I think uh, Rand Fishkin of Moz said uh, bullets kill kittens or something like that. It's really against bullets. So what do you see are design trends from the past that really are dying in e-commerce sites you think about? Well, I really should be rethinking these experiences. Uh, you give me a quick answer and then we'll uh, cut to a break, come back and kind of explore more about that. Sure. Yeah. I, there's so many design trends that are brought over from marketing sites and, and really simple brochures, brochureware that find themselves into WooCommerce themes or e-commerce themes. And I think the the two main things, and, and again, it's it's a challenge because I'm speaking to my audience. I'm speaking to store owners that aren't technically or design savvy. Uh, you want to get away from just having your store be a, just a simple grid products and no story. That's not appealing. There's no there's no speciality in that. There's no no way to stand stand out. So you just want to get your site to be unique in some sort of way. Secondly, obviously on brochureware and marketing sites, you see sliders. Sliders are just gone the way of the buffalo. But yet still, you look around and there's a lot of sliders, you know, on e-commerce sites taking up a lot of space. So I'd say those two things really are things to stay away of, just really easy things to note when you're building an e-commerce site or updating your your current one. Oh, wow. I have some really great follow-up questions for that. But we're going to take a quick break, Cody. We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm on with Cody Landefeld, and I've pronounced that correctly twice in this show, which is amazing. Um, you think with a last name like Vogelpohl, I would be better at that. Uh, but Cody, right before the break, you were talking about design trends that um, people have kind of inherited from the past, this concept of brochureware, this concept of only showing the speeds and feeds gridded products without any story behind it. And you, uh, one of the things you mentioned that people kind of inherited from the past that they should rethink are sliders. And, you know, this is kind of like Rand Fishkin's bullet comment. Everybody loves to say how sliders are terrible. Why do you think they're terrible? Like, why are they so bad? Well, I think it just comes down to space on your site. And if you're a smaller store, I mean, let me, let me back up a little bit. So you're not going to succeed by trying to outdo Amazon and sell a hundred thousand different SKUs and try to appeal to everyone. The best success you're going to have as a store owner is if you're selling a really specialized product for a certain type of buyer, a certain type of customer. So when you're in that space, you really have to think about the, the space on your site, the real estate on your site. And if you're taking up possibly three quarters of the screen size on a mobile screen with a slider, you're missing a really great opportunity to get people to buy and adding clicks to the user experience overall on your site. So that's, that's obviously the, the, you know, the easiest answer to give. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, a lot, a lot of people dislike them, I think for different reasons, but yeah, I think it's that attention span as well, right? Like I'm going to wait around for four slides to load. Of course not. I'm going to casually read it and then move on to more static content I can more easily digest. Um, okay, cool. So these are some of the things from the past that people kind of carry over. But what do you see are the new uh, current trends? Like what's happening in e-commerce? What should people pay attention to um, that help drive revenue, of course? And then why should they pay attention to those things? So I think there's the, the biggest thing to think about for an e-commerce store owner is conversions. How can I possibly get some type of customer to get into my buying funnel. And it all has to do with conversions. You know, whether or not they're going to come onto the, your site and buy 100 products or they're going to just come on and browse for five seconds and leave, we have to be focused on getting them somehow sticky, somehow uh, really just into getting taking some type of action on your site. So I think that's where conversions really have to be specialized to your type of customer and using tactics and design trends that will really help them make it all the more easier to just get on and 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 get familiar more familiar with your brand. So Warby Parker has this really if I'm getting this right has this really nice neat tool that helps you kind of try out glasses on your face uh, maybe that's glasses.com whoever it is. Um so is that is that an example of that and then how do you see if if so then how do you see brands delivering these experiences like what are what do you mean by like custom buying process or custom buying funnel that's tailored to the users what what does that like tactically mean So I love that you brought up Warby Parker cuz we mentioned them in articles and how good of a job they do on storytelling and and they match they match that mold of they're a specialized retailer they're selling eyewear, eyeglasses, sunglasses to male and female audiences. And if you look at their site right now, just like you said, you know, they have things that are beyond just trying to get you to buy an item. They they are they're 
prompting you to take a quiz. They're going to offer you a coupon. They're going to do things that just make it all the more easier to take some step of action. And I would take it to even thinking about the first interaction or the first view somebody has on your online store. They're probably, I mean, let's, let's be honest, your brand is probably not a household name, is not a huge name. So you, you need to think about how people are finding you. If you're spending a lot of money on Google ads or Facebook ads, think about that first landing page where you're sending people to and how you can create a unique experience on how to engage a potential buyer and get them to opt in. And I, you know, I think about Warby Parker, if they're sending traffic to a certain landing page, focusing on maybe a seasonal wear of eyeglasses, uh, there's a subtle way of bringing in maybe some type of uh, pop-up for a chat or a pop-up for uh, an email opt-in or something that really would go in the same conversation as somebody being served up or being brought over from an ad that went out on Facebook or Google. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I think when you ask a lot of people in the CRO world or the design world, like, what's the future of e-commerce? I think a lot of the questions, uh, a lot of responses you would get would be like, oh, it's going to be mobile and it's there's going to be a lot more video and augmented reality and things like this. And I, I think it's really interesting to hear your perspective, which is to say, well, no, those are part of that mix. But really, fundamentally, what's happening is that e-commerce providers must differentiate themselves from kind of the Walmart, uh, Amazon approach to sell everything. They must tell a story. They must um, tell the story of their brand. And they must provide a buying experience, which matches what their customers trying to accomplish and in a way that's specific to what they're buying. Does that sound about right, Cody? Yeah, and I love that you brought up mobile because mobile is absolutely going to be the first touch point of your brand, especially an unknown brand. And in, in, at the end of the day, for the store owner, and I want you to listen closely to this, you have to eliminate all potential friction for somebody to be able to become more familiar with your brand, let alone buying. You need to eliminate every single bit of friction. And I, and I can't stress how much you need to shrink your header on your site. You need to make sure that your pop-up does not cover your entire buying process. So many finer tuned details that can get missed if you're not working with a specialist in this space or not working with somebody who's doing your conversion rate optimization. I mean, these smaller, finer details are so crucial for your potential buyer, especially on a limited mobile screen. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I often think of user experience design or even uh, certainly like ad inventory management um, as basically the balance of suffering and joy, right? I'm trying to tell a story, uh, but every piece I add um, is adding friction. And of course, sometimes uh, the pieces you add help people get through those processes, of course. And then sometimes they put drag on them. And, you know, it's really interesting to hear, oh, uh, you definitely need a smaller header. You definitely need this. And, you know, of course, I know you know this, um, but if you A-B test these things, sometimes that's true and sometimes that's not. Um, so what I want to do real quick, Cody, is we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk to you about A-B testing strategy and what e-commerce stores can do to make sure they do that in an effective way. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? 
Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. Right before the break, I was talking with Cody Landefeld about design trends, and Cody was sharing that less friction was uh, one of the trends he thought was important when it came to uh, reducing elements on a page, reducing the size of them, and you know, trying to funnel those customers through to the checkout page as quickly as possible. And Cody, right before the break, I kind of challenged you there, and I said, "Hey, look, you know, best practices aren't always best practices." Um, A/B testing plays a role in that. So, how do you deal with that? How do you reconcile, you know, all these best practices you hear, and 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 how do you layer that into your A/B testing? And how do you determine what's best practice in one place isn't necessarily the right thing for me? How do you how do you reconcile that? How do you deal with that as you design these e-commerce experiences? That's a great question, and I think it goes back to like I said before, if you're using WooCommerce and you're possibly below that seven figure mark or coming from the, or trying to get from the seven figure mark to an eight figure mark in annual revenue in your business, you're most likely a specialized retailer. And again, you know, you cannot just assume that all of these best practices and the generic, you know, things to do for conversions are going to correctly work with your site. I mean, I've seen uh, a really great person in the space, in the WooCommerce space, or rather in the e-commerce space, is a guy by the name of Ezra Firestone. And he puts out some really great tactics for folks that are working on trying to use Facebook ads and leverage those on their online stores. And I've heard from other store owners, it just doesn't work. It doesn't It doesn't have a one-size-fits-all. And that doesn't mean that what he's putting out is is not great content. It's re- It really is. But the the flip side of this is for your particular store, you really need to be in touch with how your buyers are reacting or interacting 
with different retailers and what works specifically for your brand. And when it gets into A-B testing, you can utilize different copy on different pages, uh, possibly landing pages that are set up with, say, if you have a, a larger catalog with multiple SKUs, you can leverage fewer SKUs and use that on a landing page to be able to create a, a certain view or, or maybe two or three different landing pages, or in this case, A and B, two different versions of a landing page where you've got fewer SKUs and maybe some different copy and putting some things in different places and see how your potential buyers will react from there. So the problem with a lot of e-commerce stores, though, and certainly ones with a lot of SKUs is I don't have enough traffic to A-B test this product or that product. How do you deal with that? Like, how do you are you are you testing the, the product page layout and then just applying it to all the SKUs that don't get a lot of traffic? Like, how do you reconcile that I get, you know, 100 visits a month on product B and I just can't A-B test it? I think the the thing is, you know, you want to double down with whatever's working well in your business. I think there's an opportunity to give some visibility to different products on potentially a product that is having a lot of success. So for instance, if I was working with a retailer and let's say if they were using or they were selling outdoor goods, uh, let's say a particular knife or potential, you know, just, just some type of tactical gear that's doing quite well, uh, you might want to introduce some products, maybe let's say if you've got a product that's taking up about 50% of the, the screen space, you might want to give potentially 25 or 12.5% uh, view to some smaller products that would be complementary that maybe don't get enough attention just to put it in the view of the buyer and then maybe come up with some type of a bundle that would entice buyers to say these products go well. And that, that kind of goes back to storytelling as well. I think, uh, you know, again... In the case of where I see a lot of online stores not getting a lot of traction on certain products, I mean, I think sometimes you're just, that's inevitable, you're going to see that. But there's more creative ways to show people how they can, you know, really take advantage of different products. And a lot of that can be done with storytelling as well, just by showing different photos and different people. And that even goes back, way back to the days of the department store catalogs. You know, you'd see people wearing certain. Uh, clothing items and the shoes and the hat and you know you've got all these detailed and that's that really is something you can apply directly on your site along with storytelling and photography. I like that. It's kind of like playing roulette there with your site. If you uh, kind of double down on your channels and touch points and story storytelling, you have more than just one way to win. Um, really, really like that. So, Cody, we have time for one more question, um, and I'm actually kind of curious. I know you do a lot of big e-commerce deployments uh, and you're involved with A-B testing on the experiences of those um, experiences. So what was the thing that surprised you? What did somebody test and you're like, oh my goodness, that worked? Um, what were, Could you describe maybe what one of those experiences were a surprise that you got from A-B testing? Yeah, I think it was, you know, just seeing uh, one of our bigger customers where they were doing some product bundling. They had different types of products that, you know, so I'm going to answer the question of what didn't work. <laughs> uh, similar to the, to the advice I just gave a minute ago where, you know, you want to bundle some products. In the particular case of this client, they put together some bundles and just saw that it didn't do so well. Uh, they had really great success on selling these products individually, but for some reason, just bundling them didn't work. So I would say, you know, that's the one 
more recent thing that I've seen that that potentially didn't work. Now, I wouldn't say that that's going to be the case from here on out. Uh, there's probably more creative ways to put that in front of a customer. But uh, I would say, you know, just just in all cases, there's always going to be surprises with d- thinking, you know, thinking about, you know, there a potential thing that we want to get more traffic to or potentially one product. But I think at the end of the day, the best way to focus is just look at things that are working. What's the what's the easiest when we can have doubling down on that, and then kind of kind of moving moving into the next things that would be natural in that order. And if you've had your online store for any length of time, you probably can identify some some things that would just need to require a little bit more attention, and then you can get you know a lot of great results out of those. That's a really great observation. I remember in the past, I uh, rallied in our engineering team at another company to reduce our checkout process. It was actually kind of complicated from three steps to two, thinking I was about to jack the uh, conversion rates through the roof, and they didn't change at all uh, after about 60 days of work, uh, you know, back off and on. And so, um, you know, I think you're right. There's kind of... Uh, oh, this is the obvious answer, isn't always the obvious answer. And that kind of picking things that seem to be easy to implement and have the biggest impact is a good thing for people to consider. Well, Cody, really, really helpful stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Really had a good time with you guys. Awesome. Well, you can check out more about Cody uh, and his company, Modeffect, at modeffect.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. Uh, we release episodes every week. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Once again, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl, with your co-host, Stephen Word. And uh, we bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.